What makes a law firm? It's about passion, knowledge, understanding, and service. That's what defines Fluxman's. In this podcast series, we take you behind the desks of some of South Africa's smartest legal minds. Ari Soldatos is not only a lawyer, he's also a soccer referee. That's probably how you know the name. He's a graduate from WITS. He's practiced as an attorney since 1998. He focuses on labor and employment law, which is very, very, you know, complex and constantly changing. Uh, dispute settlements, uh, collective bargaining. I mean, these are all things that uh, in South Africa we, we have dealings with on a daily basis. And you're the guy then who has to come in and, and help figure these things out. He's a member of the Dispute Resolution Committee of South African Football and an arbitrator at the Court of Arbitration for Sport. He's officiated at three Africa Cup of Nations finals at the FIFA World Cup in France as assistant referee and as a judge of International Court of Sport in the FIFA division. That's an incredible CV. More soccer than law. I mean, do you sometimes feel that you're torn between these two? Because they are very different things. Yeah, Gareth, now you sound like my partners. You know, the footballers football, footballers will call me a lawyer. My partners call me a footballer. So it's one of those that you actually can't win one way or the other. Just a point of correction there. I've been practicing law since 1988 at this oh, firm, believe it or not. Say, yeah. So 30 years. It's I think incredible. it shows from that perspective, absolutely. Well, well it, it, it shows in terms of expertise and, and, the, and the, the kinds of experiences you must have had. And we'll talk about some of those in a, in a moment. But it must also be quite you know it must be uh what's the word gratifying to to be good at two things and i mean when when we say good at being a referee is is very hard work you 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 yeah. run as much as the players it's hard to make those decisions you you're relied upon by a crowd of thousands of people who could really turn on you quite badly if it doesn't go the way they want it to go it's uh, in some ways it's a little more tense than the courtroom. Yeah, very much so. Two different types of tension. The feeling yeah. though of walking out there at Soccer City FNB, yeah. the national stadium in Nigeria, the national stadium in Egypt, mm-hmm. one hundred thirty thousand people packed into the stadium, and you give a decision, and all of a sudden you hear this roar, and the first thing that goes through your mind is. Can all these people be wrong? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, you know, but like anything in life, it's a question of getting used to it. And once you get used to it, the game carries you and it's fine. So, yeah, generally speaking, it's been fun. And after I retired from the World Cup in 98, or after the World Cup in 98, I've retained my connections with football. At the moment, I sit on the SAFA Referees Committee and I've been doing the appointments for the Premier Soccer League. Mm-hmm. and the National First Division of Referees now since 2003. So well, it's a, it's a small club. I mean, there are not a lot of referees. Yeah, very much so. It's a small club, although there are thousands and thousands of referees in South Africa at grassroots level going all the way through. The top crop, so to speak, is no more than about 80 in total. Oh. So, yes, it is. It is very much a small club, so to speak. Sure. And then... Fluxman's is a bit of a small club. I mean, I get very much a family feeling around here, and I'm I'm only saying that because we've spoken to a, a number of the partners over the last few days. Everybody's very different. Everybody has very different areas of specialization. But it feels to me like it's a nice place to work. It's a great place to work. The culture is great. We're all friends around here. Certainly differences arise from time to time. But, you know, we sort them out on a friendly basis, on a mature basis. I can really say that working as at Fluxman's is part of the family, the Fluxman's, Fluxman's family, as it's called. 
And from that particular point of view, honestly, I can think of no other law firm that I've interacted with, and there have been many over 30 years, that has that same type of ambience and culture and levels of sophistication from that point of view as Fluxman's does. Yeah, it's it's also striking to me that there are so many really competent, really capable lawyers here who who are masters of their craft. I mean, in, in the case of what you do, um, the labor law, the dispute resolution, that kind of thing, it's a fractious part of the law. I mean, you, you're dealing with uh, quite a lot of, of very um, uptight people very in situations so. where it gets to. You know, labor law in this country is scary. It is. It's scary, both from a collective and from an individual perspective. Very often, in fact, on a weekly basis, you'll be sitting negotiating with a trade union or whatnot, and outside there will be tires being burned. There'll be the usual rigmarole in terms of that. So that creates its own pressures. Once again, like the football scenario, you get used to that type of conflict. In the individual perspective, I've always drawn comparatives of employment disputes with matrimonial disputes. The two are very, very much alike. When they go wrong, they go horribly wrong. Invariably, there's allegations, there's accusations. And because you're dealing with a person's very sense in their soul, so to speak, their existence, is where their income is ultimately derived from for themselves and their families, you actually find that these disputes become very, very sensitive and very difficult to handle, both from a personal and a professional perspective. Well, I would imagine also there has to be a pressure release for you. And I mean, for some time that must have been refereeing, but there must be other things that you have to do just to get your mind out of that constant conflict and other people's problems and, you know? Yes, sure. What I do is I go to gym, I try and train extensively as best as I can. I know it doesn't really look like it, but anyway, well, when you get to my age, you'll understand that one day. <laughs> trust me, I'll be huffing and puffing long, long after you've crossed the finish line. I'll still be at the beginning. Yeah, there's that. There's friends. There's, you know, um, mountain climbing up, climb Kilimanjaro, those kind of yeah. things, you know. So you do. You look for an outward. You look for a release and that um, just to get away from the stresses, and they are. They're considerable stresses. Sometimes I think we actually underestimate how much stress we're actually putting ourselves through on a daily basis, and it becomes so kind of run-of-the-mill to deal with this conflict, but you don't really realize what you're doing to your body in the process of doing this. Do you, you love the law? Yeah, the law is great, you know, and particularly employment law, because as many labor lawyers will tell you, there's nothing definitive and certain about employment law. And in the context of labor, you're not only dealing with employment-related litigation and the legal position itself, you're dealing with political aspects, you're dealing with social economic aspects and the like. So it's very, very much a live type of issue that's ongoing and impacts on so many people's lives, not only in terms of the law, but in terms of families, households, and the like. So it's great having that personal touch, having the legal understanding, and ultimately being able, hopefully at the end of the day, to resolve disputes as effectively as we at Fluxman's have done for so many years in the Employment Law Department. Do you think that our labor law in South Africa is too complicated, and do you think it's too difficult to hire and fire people? Yes, it is. Notwithstanding what the trade unions may say and the like, my personal view of that is it has become very, very tricky in many respects. Um, the amendments to the Labor Relations Act, labor brokers and all that type of thing, which you heard about very recently, mm. compound that problem. But, you know, it is what it is. It's challenging. 
And we need to embrace the challenges, and notwithstanding the fact that it may prove to be difficult, and certainly difficult to interpret from a legal perspective, which often these types of disputes are, invariably somehow we do manage. Personally, if I had my way, yes, there would be some relaxation, particularly for individuals who earn in excess of a certain amount of money. I really do not believe that executives, chief executives and the like, should be afforded the same type of protection, for example, that general laborers would do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I understand that they're entitled to fair labor practices and not to be unfairly dismissed. And I understand that to a greater or lesser extent, the courts over the period are less sympathetic to them in various instances as they would be, as they would be to the lower serving employees, for want of a better word. But in my ideal world, I would actually exempt executives earning in excess of a certain amount from the Labor Relations Act altogether. Yeah, I mean, we see people in the state-owned enterprises, for example, who are on enormously inflated salaries, who then uh, wear the cloak of victimhood and go and run to the unions when they've behaved badly and have been caught out. Yes. And you see them being paid out these enormous sums, and you see them being put on suspension for years. It's crazy. Astronomical. We've seen some suspensions over the years go on for two, three years, so to speak. You know, and that, that is really, it's unacceptable. And I really do believe that the legislature should seriously consider minimizing, if not obliterating altogether, avoiding any form of relief which executives in relation to unfair dismissal earning in excess of a particular amount should get. Yeah, you want to pull out the, the, the whistle and the red card. Exactly, you do. <laughs> yeah, you honestly would make do. more sense, Aside right? from the fact that yeah. they rock up at the CCMA, lawyers in tow, yeah. bags around, you know, they're actually in the process precluding people who, or not precluding, but certainly hindering people yeah. who would be able to have access to the CCMA far more readily and for a far more worthy cause yeah. from actually getting their dispute resolved as expeditiously as possible. And ordinary people who don't have the tons of lawyers and the, and, exactly. and the, the resources that they do. Exactly. So w when you um, get to your office, and by the way, uh, we, we met a couple of other partners here who think they have the best office, but uh, I've been in your office already, and it, it, I think you've got the, the best one there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They're all, they're all trying, but they're, they're not there yet. <laughs> so when you get to your office, do you just have um, – a priority list? Uh, is every day different? Do you find yourself going into mediations and into court and all the rest of it fairly often? Yeah. Unfortunately or fortunately, but probably more unfortunately than fortunately, my practice has been designed and engineered that probably 85% of my time is outside of the office. Mm. It's either in trade union negotiations or in arbitrations or in the labor court or, you know, and that on its own creates its own pressure because you're sitting waiting to come back to yeah. the, the admin and everything else that has arisen absolutely in the ordinary course. All I can say is thank goodness for technology being what it is today because that affords me some type of ability to be able to service some customers whilst on the road, so to speak, and yeah. see how things go from there. But to have... Yeah, you wake up each day and you're right, yes. You have a broad understanding of what it is that you're required to do for that day. But because labor is such a moving dynamic and it happens at the time, gosh, there's a strike. The strike is turning violent. Go to court. Get an interdict. Those type of things. Those arise very, very frequently. So it's very difficult to predetermine what your day will be like and to prepare for it. 
But we try our best in these circumstances. And it's exciting. Yeah, 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 it's great. It's really exciting. It's exciting. It's fun. Yes, sometimes it gets a little bit kind of like… Hairy. Yeah, very much so, you know. <laughs> We've had occasions in the past in circumstances where people have been threatened. Some of my associates have been threatened at the CCMA and the like. But, you know, it's part of the trade, and that's the way it is. Do you find time or do you have the ability to to do pro bono stuff? Yes, we do. We do quite a bit of pro bono stuff. We do it through the Law Society as well. And, of course, you know, from time to time, individuals will approach you, and you do. You know, you look to what the Afrikaners would call the menslicker side of yourself, and you try and help people where you can and try and actually just not hit them with what would ordinarily be an hourly rate, but try and see what you can do to get them through a particular difficult period, particularly if the matter gets resolved reasonably quickly. And I would imagine it's also something that you've probably, you may have learned this very early on, but you do sometimes have friends who try to leverage you because (laughs) of your experience, and you have to be quite straightforward and say to them, listen, you know, I can't always do this stuff for... And remember that yeah. uh, no lawyer wants to be representing their friends because if it goes badly, you might not be friends. Exactly. You've got no idea how often that happens. No idea. Have you got a standard response? <laughs> My standard response is, yes, yeah, sure, I'll help you. <laughs> and you just hope that it'll go away as quickly as, yeah. as inevitably they do. And that's where I believe our labor relations set up over here is really one of the finest in the world because – It's aimed at conciliation, at a quick, cheap, effective resolution of disputes. And I'm pleased to read and hear, in fact, that about 75% of the disputes which are referred to tribunals such as the CCMA are resolved very much prior to the arbitration stage. And it just shows you how many disputes are being referred because they already have a backlog of about three or four months before you can even get into an arbitration So if 25% of the disputes are being arbitrated upon, you could just imagine how many are being referred on a daily basis. It's incredible. Of course, when the economy gets tight, as is the situation now, Mm -hmm. so too do the amount of referrals intensify. Yeah, we spoke to to Lisa about that too because she obviously does a lot of labor law. Um, Yes. And and it seems to me that we've – We've got the small percentage of people in South Africa who are employed, but it's it's fractious. Very much so. Huh? There's a lot of complaining and bargaining and Very dispute. Very much so. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, of course, people are thinking and saying to themselves, gee, was these guys are so lucky to have a job. Why are they complaining? You know, and that's inevitably where the criticism would come in. Sure. So you obviously managed to, to balance things. Family? Yes. Do they understand uh, this this really high-powered lawyer and, you know, football referee. How much time do you actually manage to put aside for them? I spend some time with my boy, absolutely. Fortunately, he's at Tux. He's 20 years old now, so he's developing his own life that way. Uh, Not a lawyer? Not a lawyer, no. He's studying, trying to get into medicine. He's doing BSc at the moment. So, yeah, I spend my weekends with him, Mm -hmm. and we have some fun where I can. I try and take him to football matches, which was a lot easier when he was younger than now because now it's inevitably girls and PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to compete with those. Hard to compete. Impossible (laughs) to compete, Gareth. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm very pleased we got to spend some time talking to you, and and clearly, you know, this is something that – 
that you, you, you're just one of those people who's good at a number of things. But in the case of the law, it's a, it's a passion for you. It's something yeah. that you love doing. Yeah. It's been great talking to you too, and thanks Thank for you doing so much. this. Thank you. You've been listening to Fluxman's Attorneys for the Love of Law. For more information, go to fluxmans.com.